Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson with Sports. Where will Ryan Hawkins play professionally? Within the next week to 10 days, the former Atlantic basketball star hopes to have an answer to that big question. Ben Blake has more. After a long and record-setting college career, Hawkins is zeroing in on his professional it's chances. a lot different than anything I've done, but uh, the biggest thing is going to be trying to find a place that uh, fits my basketball needs as far as the way I play and like the style of basketball I like to play. Uh, and then the other part of it is making sure I'm in a good spot. Uh, for me, I'm in a safe spot. Uh, you know, some of those European teams, there's obviously a little bit of conflict over in Eastern Europe right now, so trying to stay away from there. But uh, I've had a lot of interest both overseas and still here in the U.S., so uh, sorting through those options. Earlier this month, Hawkins was a part of the Golden State Warriors roster for their three California Classic games. Just the overall like energy in that uh, organization was unreal. They came off the NBA Finals win uh, a couple days before I got out there. So it's uh, you have that buzz around the facility where it's uh, just a fun energy everywhere you go. Uh, obviously, it's a great organization. They know what they're doing. Uh, I got a lot of feedback that week that I was out there with them. Uh, didn't play as much as I would have liked, but that's to be expected. Your rookie season uh, coming out undrafted, they're going to focus on their draft picks and their guys from previous years that they've got a lot of money invested into. But it was still a good learning experience, and it was a really good, I thought, preparation for Vegas. Hawkins says the main feedback he got from the Warriors organization was that if you're a 6'7 and can shoot 40% from three-point range, you'll have a chance to find a place to stick. From July 7th through the 17th, he then suited up for the Toronto Raptors in the Las Vegas Summer League. His best game came July 12th in a loss to the Bolts when he had nine points in just 11 minutes of play and hit three of five from three-point range. I think I proved I was a 40% shooter there. Uh, had a couple games where a couple shots didn't fall early, but I kind of tried to stay positive and then ended up hitting three in a row at the end of a game that kind of opened some eyes had a lot of calls the next day my agent was busy which is a good problem to have so uh i think that day really helped me among the baskets he made in that game was a deep three-pointer that made its rounds on social media we were down 12 at the time and i'd hit two before it uh i felt like they were from the same spot and then i watched the replay and realized it was from the logo i was like i probably shouldn't have taken it but it went in so We'll, we'll live with it. He saw his most minutes in the team's last game of the summer league, an 80-69 to win over the Bucks, scoring 11 points and grabbing nine rebounds in 28 minutes. He shot four of 15 from the field and three of 12 from three-point range. And then our game Sunday, I didn't shoot it great, uh, but I took a lot of open looks and I was aggressive offensively. I think I only made three of them, but you know, if I make three more, everyone's talking about, holy cow, a kid shot over 50% from three. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I'll take it. It was a good experience, and I think I proved myself. We'll hear more from Hawkins tomorrow, including his explanation on how putting his team first helped him settle in and play better individually. I'm Bennett Blake reporting. Iowa Hawkeye All-American hurdler Grant Reed is heading into his junior year of eligibility following an outstanding sophomore season. The former Atlantic Class 3A State High School a hurdle champion and NCAA national qualifier in indoor and outdoor track talks about the future. Personally, I've kind of made some good, good leaps and kind of taken some steps in the right direction to becoming more of a, you know, one of the high caliber athletes who's making that national championship meet. Ever since I came in as a freshman at Iowa, that was kind of the goal for me. Um, starting out, I didn't really know where I would get to. I didn't know if I'd be some guy who was making the travel roster. I didn't know mm. if I'd be able to compete at the Big Ten championship meet. But I kind of just kept pushing myself. I think this year was kind of one of those years where I was able to kind of see the fruits of some of the labor that I've put in over these past four years. Um, 
but I'm, I think I'm just trying to continue to build on that, to be honest with you, and keep making strides. Reed earned second-team All-American the 60-meter hurdles indoors, ran 7.78 at the NCAA championships, placed third in the 60-meter hurdles and 7.72 at the Big Ten indoor meet, and fifth in the 200 meters in 21.03. Outdoors, he's a two-time honorable mention All-American in the 110-meter hurdles in 13.75, and as part of a 400-meter relay team and placed 22nd. The 110 hurdles in 1402 at the NCAA Championships. He ran a collegiate best 200 meters at Pepsi Florida relays in 20.92. A lot of that just comes with, you know, enjoying the process and just keep putting that work in. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, there's that stigma that, you know, results kind of come fast, but it takes a lot, a lot of time, a lot of work to really see those results. And as you can see now, the four years that I've put in, hard work day in, day out, kind of sticking to what I've known best and sticking to the process, it's just now starting to, you know, pay off. He says on top of that, he trains with elite caliber athletes. I've got professionals at Trammer Fest, Iowa. Um, Jamal Britt, who just got, has the fifth fastest time in the world. He's a 13.09 guy. I've got Aaron Mallett there too, 13.01 guy. And on top of that, I've got my teammates, Grant Conway, 13-6, 13-7 guy. Khalil Johnson, 13-8 guy. Um, And Josh Braverman, a 13-4 hurdler. So just going up every day to practice is, is, you know, like a a race rep. You've got to be focused. You've got to be prepared. You've got to be ready to go. And those guys, just training with them alone has helped elevate my game um, immensely. So I give a lot of the credit there to just the hard work and just surrounding myself with people who are, great at what they do as well despite the success read notes some ups and downs the key is never give up and always keep going no matter what the results of the previous race if we look back at my well second to last meet is the national championship meet i ended up not running a really good time i kind of didn't perform super well and i think you know from someone from you know my position where i'm at that can go a long ways and i guess to all the younger athletes or anyone who's listening don't let one race discourage you from what you're trying to do. you got to keep a level head through the highs and lows and keep going back to work. One race doesn't really define you, but I think um, a lot of times all people you know, hear from is all the great things that they've done. But there's also a lot of struggles that go into becoming great and be- achieving things. So through the struggles and through the good times, keep a level head, keep going to work, keep coming back stronger, and don't let one race – or one practice, one game defined who you are as an athlete. Grant Reed not only excels in the track, but he also excels in the classroom. The Big Ten recognize him as a distinguished scholar. Well, California Governor Gavin Newsom is demanding an explanation from UCLA officials about their move to the Big Ten Conference. Newsom attended Wednesday's UC Board of Regents meeting in San Francisco. The closed-door meeting was the first since UCLA and Southern California announced on June 30th that the schools would be leaving the Pac-12 conference for the Big Ten in 2024. USC is a private institution and not part of the UC system. Newsom, an ex-officio member of the Board of Regents, is among others asking how the move will benefit all student-athletes as well as how to mitigate the financial effects it will cause to UC Berkeley, California's other public university in the Pac-12. Well, new Big 12 Commissioner Brent DeYormark says the league is open for business. While nothing is imminent, he says all options will be explored as he prepares to take over with conference realignment again in the forefront. Yomark made his introductory remarks at the start of the league's football media days. He says he's excited about the transformative moments and the opportunity to grow and build the Big 12 brand and business. 
The 55-year-old Earl Mark has joined the Big 12 from his role as an executive on the commercial side of Jay-Z's Rock Nation. He was previously CEO of the Brooklyn Nets. More sports on the web at westerniowatoday.com.